Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but like, I love all words. Like, I love when people give words from God because obviously there's always truth in there. But I love even more. When it's so real in the, in the season and in the moment that you're just like, I can't deny that that's me right now. Like, we're all dealing with parts of this because we're all in similar scenarios for maybe like the first time in history, right? And so I had this thought, I was, I was holding my baby the other night and I kind of explained this to my mom the other day because she goes, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, it's kind of funny, <laughs> But I was holding my baby the other night and I had this thought come to me and I'm going to explain it like as I go, but I was just thinking about this season. I was thinking about how there's so many things right now in the world that tempt us to stay in fear, to get in fear, to be ruled by fear and how like all, all over the world, like I've talked to friends, especially like in Australia and Canada, that they are in just really, really difficult moments right now, really hard seasons. And we know what that's like too in our own ways, right? And I think, you know, whenever we look at the word of God, you may not realize this, but we're told over a hundred times in the word of God, do not fear. And I think about how many times a day that we're tempted (laughs) to get into fear. And I think about all the ways the Bible tells us why we shouldn't fear and what we should do with fear and how fear is overcome. And I wanted to read you this verse. I'm going to say this verse a lot whenever I'm talking tonight and reference it. But in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and of self-control. And this is the part I was saying that's kind of funny because I told my mom I had this thought. I sometimes, my, my brain works in different ways, I feel like. You know, we all have like our little weirdness and little ways we process information. And I told my mom the other day, I said, you know, I realize most women are known for PMS over PLS. Power, love, and a sound mind. <laughs> and I was thinking about how like, you know, we give ourselves excuses in our life. Like, oh, it's just, happening you know and or whatever and we do the same thing with fear we do the same thing with what we're going through we're like yeah but you don't know what I'm going through and I could say each one of us individually has faced different things in the past year and a half two years two and a half years our whole life (laughs) you know like it's like there's always new things to be afraid of I don't know if you ever noticed that but it's like you get over one thing and you're like wait but what about this one Did you hear what they just announced? We should be more scared. We just got over the last scared, but now we need to be more scared. And I was just thinking about how if there's one thing that's out of control in our world more than ever, or should I say in control of our world more than ever, it's fear. Fear is leading our choices, our feelings, our thoughts. And some of you might be here tonight and not even realize that you've been in that place. And you're wondering why you have these moments in the day where you just feel unsettled, where you just feel like, well, when is this gonna end? When's the answer? And 
I was reminded of this scripture because so many times, like how, how my mind works is like, okay, this is happening, but what's the answer? I don't, I don't know if you guys are like that, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm afraid. I'm trying to be logical, right? So what's the answer? So I can actually try it and do it. This scripture gives us an answer. So God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And the thing that I want you to realize tonight is, you know, maybe you're not just like crippled with fear, but you have fear hitting you at all angles at different times in your day. Like I listen to the radio and it's like announcement fear. I'm like what? I'm just trying to listen to some songs. Yeah. Or like you turn on the TV and then a I don't even know why there's so many drug commercials now, but like, I feel like every commercial is drug commercial. And it's like, did I take that drug? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you start thinking like, do I have that? I remember, you know, and it's just like one thing after the other. And sometimes we don't realize we're falling for it. And maybe it's because you don't realize tonight that you have another choice. You actually have a choice. The scripture shows us that you have a choice to not take on fear. God's given you power, love, and a sound mind, so you don't have to accept fear. You can look fear in the face and say, I understand that that's a real thing. Like, sometimes people try to say, like, and I'm sorry if you've heard this preaching, you love it, but like, people say like, false things appearing real. I don't remember, false evidence appearing real. I think that's the, the acronym people use. But fear, you're fearful of something because it's true. Or at least it feels really true in that moment. So. Being fearful isn't always that it's not real. It's that, yeah, that is powerful maybe, and that is real, but it's not more powerful and it's not more real than God. And some of us have believed that because it's so overpowering right now in the world. It's just like nonstop. You can't turn it off no matter what you do. And I was just thinking about how like, you know, you can't determine the circumstances in the world. Like, good God, I wish I could. Like, you know, like today, it's going to be a great day in America. There's not going to be like wars or people dying or people losing people. Like that would be great if we could decide that, but we don't have control over that, right? But what we do have control over is what we do with what's happening around us. We have control of not letting what's happening around us get in us. And sometimes when you're not aware, you can let the things that are happening out here get in here, and then all of a sudden it affects everything else. Yes, and you, you go home from work, maybe you've had a bad day, like I'm only saying an example for myself. Um, maybe you go home, you had a bad day, and you're just on edge. Like everything's making you on edge, and you don't even realize you let what happened at work get in you. Yeah. You let what happened with that coworker get in you. You let, has anyone been getting cut off a lot lately or almost getting in wrecks? I feel like people are driving really crazy now and I'm like, God help me, every time I'm going to work and every time I'm going home, like I got ran off the road a couple months ago and like bursted my tire, like, cause I literally went off of the road and to save myself and this man followed me, this is not even in here, but you know, just to kind of give you an example, God's provision. I go off the road, this guy comes up behind me and I'm like, I'm alone, so I'm like calling my husband. I'm like, hey, I'm on the side of the road. This guy's pulling up behind me. I don't know what's happening, but I just want to call you. You know, I'm like, do I have something I can hit him with? I can throw my phone at him. You know, I'm like thinking of all these things. Um, but he comes up. He goes, I just saw what happened. Like, can I help you? I was like, yes. I theoretically know how to change a tire, but I don't know where anything is. And I don't even know if I have any of this. <laughs> I could Google it. You know, I could figure it out. But yeah, I need help. And he's like, my name's Gabriel. I'm like, oh, that's an angel's name. 
And then he says, I work at a collision center and I just got off work. And I'm like, God loves me. It still took an hour to fix my tire, but it happened. It, it, it worked. And, you know, God protected me. But we can let what happens out there get in here and forget that all along, while we think things are happening, God's at work. He's working things out for our good. He's in the midst of our storm. He's not like out there going, we'll help you figure that out, guys. Like, he is working. We can't see it because we're not him. There are different realities happening all around us. There's a spiritual realm. There's a physical realm. Sometimes you feel like you're connected to one or the other, right? (laughs) But like, there's always something else happening. And you can't think that just because you think this is true or just because you're seeing this, that that's all there is. And so I wanted to tell you this quote, maybe you've heard it before, but I wanted to kind of give you some visuals because I'm a visual person. Ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink when water gets inside of them. We were made to actually do something with our life. God has crafted you to go on a journey, no matter what the storm looks like, no matter what the waves that come against you. He's made you to float. He's made you to make it to your destination. But sometimes we look at the waves, we look at what's happening, and we're like, whoa. But what we don't realize is, yeah, a boat has to be made well, right? But the captain has a lot to do with the success of the journey. Because when things get difficult, they get to make all these decisions. It's not like on autopilot, right? Like, I guess sometimes they do that in boats, but like when a storm's happening, they're not like, autopilot, let's go to sleep and take a nap. Like, it's not happening. So a captain has to make these choices And sometimes we've left our boats on autopilot and we're wondering why we're capsizing because God's not driving our boat. And I think about how the the water is kind of like life. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know what's under you. You don't know what's going to come up. You don't don't know what's going to happen at any moment, but you can know that you were made for a purpose and you can know who's leading you. And so I like that visual because it helps me. It helps me to understand when I start feeling like I'm in a storm, but I know who my captain is. I know who's driving this boat. I might not have it all together, but I can float. That all rhymed. Okay. (laughs) So this actually reminds me of a story in the Bible. You're probably thinking of it too if you know this story. But the disciples were traveling across basically a lake. I guess it's kind of like a sea. I've been there. Uh, But I don't really understand how there was this big of a storm in this area. So there was like this huge storm. And it's actually told in three different books, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in Mark's version, Mark 4, 35 through 41, it basically says that Jesus said to his followers, come with me across the lake. And the followers left the people there. And they went on the boat that Jesus was already in, which was a new revelation for me. He was already in the boat and they got in the one with him, which is smart because there were other boats that were following him. And then a very strong wind came up. The waves began to come over the sides and into the boat. And it was almost full of water. And Jesus was at the back of the boat sleeping with his head on a pillow. I like that they added that because I would have a pillow too. Um, I like five pillows. Anybody else? Okay. My husband's always like, why do you have so many pillows? He has one pillow. I have like five. It's awesome. Um, The followers went with him and they woke him. They said, teacher, do you care about us? We will drown Jesus stood up and commanded the wind and the waves to stop. He said, quiet, be still. Then the wind stopped and the lake became calm. Jesus said to his followers, which this has always kind of confused me. He says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Then the followers were very afraid. And then they asked each other, 
what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So in this passage, just to kind of break it down for people who like this kind of stuff, I always like to know like the Greek and Hebrew words. I like to know like the context and why they're using that word. So just, if you're like me, here's some of that, okay? So in this section, they're talking about big storm, big calm, big fear. Everything's big. So like the words they're using is not like they were, they were kind of afraid. It was like big afraid. And then all of a sudden there was a big calm. Like, I don't know about you, but like, if I'm really afraid, I want like a big calm. I don't want like, he'll be okay. And you're like, yeah, I know God's got it. I'm so scared. Like, you don't want that. You want like big calm, right? So I like that they show that. But when I'm thinking about this, like I like to think of myself, because sometimes we can look at the disciples, or we can look at people in the Bible, we're like they're so dumb. Like why were they like that? But I like to think of myself, because I'm also a human, how would I react? And I like the imagery here because they say to him, do you not care about us? We're gonna drown. And I think about how they were thinking. They were thinking, this is a huge storm. Like think about your life. This is a huge storm in my life. We've all gone through what we would consider, okay, this is a big storm. It might be different levels to different people, but. You know, we've all been through a big storm. And you think about that and you think, I've been in a place in a big storm in my life where I've been like, hey, Jesus, um, you see what's happening, right? You love me, right? The Bible says somewhere that you have a plan for me. So like, could you do something? (laughs) And you're just like sitting there in your storm in the big part of your life going, like, I actually said this to God once. I don't recommend it. We have a different kind of relationship. But I told him one time, I said, I'd like to see you use this. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking when I said that, but he did. And <laughs> I was just thinking about how the disciples, I mean, think about that. You're like, hello, here, I need some help, Jesus. We're going to drown if you don't wake up. Why are you sleeping right now? How are you sleeping right now? But then I also thought about Jesus' perspective. He's in their boat. Like, they've seen that Jesus can do miracles. They've been a part of the miracles. They know who to call on when there's a problem, but they aren't trusting him when things get real because the water's hitting them. Maybe it's up to their ankles or knees. or I don't know how big this boat is. What if it was a yacht, a wooden yacht that they fished on? I don't know. But, like, imagine. They feel, they feel scared enough. It's not just, like, some sprinkling. These, a lot of these people are fishermen. Like, this is, like, they're actually really scared. So they're... They're like, Jesus, what are you doing? And he's like, why are you so afraid? You still don't have faith. Like, what do, I look at that and I go, okay, in my life, what has God already done for me? What has he brought me through? Why is it that in hard times I'm not remembering who God is? Like, I'm sure you've heard this quote, but like, instead of telling God how big your storm is, why not tell your storm how big your God is? Why is it that we take the opposite position naturally? We are spirit before we're ever flesh, but a lot of times we operate in the spirit before we ever operate operate in the flesh. And, you know, I'm thinking about my life and I'm like, man, hard times in my life, I have to remind myself, Jesus is in my boat. Why am I choosing fear over faith? Why am I letting what things look like dictate how I act or what I do or what I think that's possible? I mean, honestly, I still struggled with that this week. And that's why I started thinking of all this. And I had to remind myself, Jesus is in my boat. I'm not gonna like think that my boat's gonna sink with him in it because even if it does, couldn't he help me walk on water? Like why do I limit myself to think 
man, if this isn't going to work out, that's it. Um, I don't know about you, but like from what I've read, from what I've experienced, miracles are the normal for God. So why, why do I get to this place where I'm like, but it's just not working out or this, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And we're led by this fear, this panic. And we don't even realize God has given us three gifts. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. So who gave you that gift? It's not actually a gift. Who gave it to you? And why are you holding on to it? Because you have a choice what you hold on to. You have a choice what you feed. You have a choice what you let in. And I, I just, I want to just encourage you to not believe what fear presents you. Because even though your fear may be justified, it's not more powerful than God. It cannot control your life unless you let it lead you. And so when, I, when I'm thinking about all of this, I don't know if you realize this, and, and I was looking at these statistics a while ago because you know statistics are always changing, and I don't always know how accurate statistics are because they're always changing. But I know that during these last couple of years, they've said that anxiety is at an all-time high. Somewhere between 80 to 85% of people would say that they are dealing with severe anxiety. Do you realize how many people that is? Like, suicides have killed more people than COVID. And I think about how the Bible tells us all this stuff, and we have a choice with it, and I want, I want the gifts that God has for me. I want the results that God has for me. I don't want to try to fi- figure it out on my own. Like, I'm a strong person, so I'll be like, uh, let me just try this. It's not that big yet. Like, let me just try it, and then when it gets really big, I'll ask God for help. <laughs> I don't know if you're like that, but like sometimes I do that. And I've just realized, like, you know, it's, it's weird how you like learn a lesson, and then you learn a lesson deeper, and you learn the same lesson even deeper, and you're like, I thought I learned this lesson, but then there's like another level. <laughs> you're like, I thought I knew how to trust God. But then there's like another opportunity, and it can be really frustrating. But I wanna, I wanna just break down these three things for you as I end, because I look at this and I go, okay, so it says that God's given me power. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean when God's given me love, a sound mind? Like, we know what those things mean theoretically, but how do I use this? Like, what does this mean from the context of the scripture? So in this verse, when it says power, I want you to just think about this for a second with me. Think about the times that you've been most afraid. You don't feel like you have control of anything. You feel powerless, helpless. Maybe these are words that you've even used before, explaining those times to people. But here, I think God wants to remind us that with him, we have unlimited access to power beyond what we can naturally have. This isn't like a power of like, oh, I'm strong, I can handle this. This is like the power that taps into the, where the scripture says like, when you're weak, I'm strong. When you basically give me your weakness, I'll give you my strength. So it's an exchange. You don't have to keep being strong in your way. You get a, a higher, a deeper, a greater power. But there's like an exchange with this. So power in this verse is dunamis. I'm gonna try to uh, say these Greek words for you, but like I'm not a Greek speaker, but they are interesting words. Uh, dunamis, and it basically means power through God's ability. So it's not power in your own strength, like I'm powerful, I'm strong. This is power through God's ability. So sometimes in my mind, 
like my mind can seem like undisciplined or I can seem undisciplined in different areas and I, I spin these like worst case scenarios. I don't know if you've ever done that. And I think about like, it's never gonna get better. This is how it's always gonna be. And then I think about this verse and it reminds me, I don't have to stay there. When we have God's spirit in us, we have access to a part of him that can replace fear with power. And whenever scripture talks about this word dunamis, it says like basically this power comes directly from God. So you don't even have to like figure out how to tap into it. You just have to say, God, I want your power. And then this thing that you don't even necessarily have to have control over. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's like a woman thing. Maybe it's a me thing, but like I like control. I like to know like that I have like power in something. This is the kind of power where you have to like give up your power to get greater power. So then going to the love, this love that God's given us. I don't know about you, but when I'm leaning into fear, I'm not the most positive person. <laughs> when I'm like in fear, I start getting mad at other people. I get mad at myself. It's easy to blame things on other people or on myself. And when I find myself in times of fear, well, let me give an example. Think about all the blame in the world that's happening today. It's against different colors. It's against different countries. It's against different political parties. The most recent is vaccinated and unvaccinated. There's like all these pointing the finger anger. Why? Because fear is powerful. And the truth is when you, when you look at things like this, people make moves that they would have never made if they actually trusted God first. If they actually trusted God into loving someone when they didn't feel like it to extending mercy, to extending grace, not having your way. Having your way makes you feel good. How you know you're being led by love is that it doesn't always feel good, but you know it's the right thing. That's how I like knowing myself. Is this like gratifying my flesh? Or is this building my spirit? Because if it feels good, probably not from God. So this word love here, it's the agape love, which a lot of us have heard before, right? Like you've heard of agape love. But this one specifically means divine love, which is what God prefers. So this isn't like phileo love, which phileo love is like friendly. This is like unconditional love. It takes a lot of strength to be in this unconditional love. And I think that's why God gave us power first (laughs) is so that then we could like tap into the love. Like, thank God. Thank you, God, for that. Um, But when we have the spirit of God in us, love will come through you. God will fill you with his love and giving us what we need to love others in the way that he does because I'm not very good at loving people. And if you think about it, we all have limits to our love. We all have natural ways that we love that disconnects from other people. And we have natural like, ways that we think things ought to be and things that people should say or not say or do or not do. But the cool thing about the kingdom is that we're all supposed to be different, but the thing that bonds us together is we can still love each other and be different. We can still love God and move forward with differences, but the most important thing that keeps us together is we are not only submitted to, but we're following the same captain. He's steering our boat. So John 4, 18, you probably know this verse too, but it says perfect love casts out all fear. That's like a whole double whammy. So like not only does God not give us a spirit of fear, but when you love, Fear can't remain where love is. Why is that? Because God is love. So fear, actually, if you're like wondering, okay, how do I get God's power in this moment and you're not sure, 
choose to love and fear can't stay. It seems weird, but it's an equation. It's like, I'm not very good at math, right? But like, you love and it cancels out the fear. That's easy to understand. So when you're having those moments and you're like, man, I just don't know what to do, how can you love? Whether it's loving yourself, loving someone else, just choosing to extend that. And you're gonna see that you realize you have more power because the closer we get to God, the less we should fear. The last thing that it says is God's given us a sound mind. And I know that like this was kind of touched on when some of the ladies shared, but the enemy's gonna do his best to get you to believe that you aren't gonna make it. You know, he has no power over you that you don't give him. So he's gonna do everything he can to get you to believe that you're not strong enough, you're not powerful enough, and guess what? Those are true things. That's why they're easy to believe. But when you have God with you, his power trumps that. His plan for you trumps that. So when you look at these things that the enemy might whisper in your ear, the things that you think you're thinking about yourself, you can realize that's not stronger than the truth that I'm submitted to. And so much at times we can think like, I'm going crazy. Am I going crazy? Have you ever asked like your friends that? Like, I'm sorry, but am I crazy? You know, like you gotta like bounce it off of someone. And maybe like your job's driving you crazy, your kids are driving you crazy, your husband or your boyfriend's driving you crazy, and you feel like the world's just so dark and hopeless and out of control that you feel like it's driving you insane. The other day, my husband goes, I think Jesus is coming back. And I go, well, the Bible does say that we're not gonna know, so he's probably not. (laughs) But we're born for such a time as this, so that means you're supposed to be here, so when you get discouraged, you can know God believes in you enough that you were born at this time. You're actually equipped for this time. You could have been born in the 1800s, thank God. No, because we have like toilets and running water and like makeup. Okay. So the word sound mind, stick with me on this one. It comes from the word sophronismos. And it appears in the Bible only this one time. And it basically means acting out God's will by doing what he calls sound reasoning. So that shows me we have to know what God says. When you don't know the answer, you got to know what God says about it. And if you don't know what God says about it, like the number one question I get asked by young people is how do I hear the voice of God? You have to spend time with him because God doesn't speak any other language but God. So a lot of times he's speaking to you and we can block him out because there's so much else going on. But the easiest way I explain this to people is if there is a voice that sounds a lot like yours, but it's things you would never think of that make you uncomfortable, it's probably God. <laughs> like, if, like I've done this before, you're like, I was getting my nails done once and there's a lady next to me and I felt like God told me, like I was like, God, I want you to speak to me more. But then like when you ask God, for those things, like he'll actually do it, but then you have to obey it. So I was like, God, I want you to speak to me more. And he started speaking to me, and he was like, I want you to tell that old lady that she's, and she's really old, like I, she got dropped off by a taxi, for sure, because like she couldn't drive, like really old. She's still kicking it though, getting those nails right. So I felt like God told me, turn to her and tell her she's beautiful. I'm like, I don't know this lady. Like, that makes me uncomfortable. And I turned to her, I'm like, okay, I guess I should do it, because it just kept coming back up. That's how I know it's God, too. It's like, no, and then it's like, yes, no, yes. And it just it keeps, keeps staying there, you know? Um, so I turned to her, I'm like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, I don't want to scare her, right? So I'm like, 
I'm probably more awkward at that moment. You're so beautiful. And she starts crying. And I'm like, oh God, what did I do? And she literally tells me her husband died like five years ago and no one's told her that since. And I'm like, okay. Maybe that was you, God. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to her. So I go, okay, have a great day. God didn't tell me any other things to say, so I wasn't sure. But like, acting out God's will by doing what he calls sound reasoning doesn't always sound like sound reasoning to you. So you have to know his patterns. You have to know how he uses people. You have to know when he's talking to you because he's going to talk to you how you understand. It's not going to be like how Pastor Keith understands or Billy Graham or Jesus. It's going to be how you understand it. It's going to sound like your voice. It's weird how he can do that. But he made you, so it makes sense. So this verse is an encouragement to rely on God's spirit to enable you to do whatever God has called you to do. A mind under control is God's Holy Spirit leading you. Having a sound mind requires a thought process based on wisdom and clarity that God imparts rather than being manipulated by fear. So you don't say things, you don't do things that are led by fear. You might feel fear, but as you submit it to God, you say, God, I might feel this, I might see this, I might know this, but what do you see? What do you have to say? What have you called me to do? And guess what? What he's called you to do is not gonna be what everyone else is doing. It's not gonna be what everyone else is saying, and it might definitely go against what the world is doing. So fear, if you haven't noticed this, fear inspires the news, headlines, motivates advertising campaigns, stirs up social media frenzies. I've been a part of some of those keyboard warriors. Fear is one of Satan's favorite devices to confuse our minds, cause irrational thoughts, misunderstandings, and derail us from the will of God. Do you know news anchors have come out recently and said that they have done studies, and if you're not aware of this, you need to be aware of this. They are all about getting you to watch. They are, and I'm not, try, I'm not getting political when I say this. I'm saying this from a news anchor, their research, okay? So no matter what people have said about fake news, they're not telling you the truth to inform you. They're telling you what's to get you to come back and watch because to survive, they have to have ratings. And they have found that the biggest thing to get people to come back and watch is fear because they have to know what else is happening. So whenever you have all these terrible things happening, it might not be the real perception of what's happening because they're trying to get you to watch. You are a consumer. And if you fall into that cycle, you are going to be led by fear because you are getting your information from a human trying to get ratings, not from God. So whenever the source of your anxieties or fear Whenever you realize where they're coming from, you also can realize you don't have to be controlled by them. God's spirit can work inside of you and can replace that fear with power, love, and a sound mind. We have established basically fear happens. Fear is gonna continue to happen, but we don't have to let it in. We don't have to let it lead us. We have gifts. Think about when it says, I have given you. That implies a gift. You don't have to live in the reality of the gift. It's a choice to receive it. So what you need to realize is the responsibility of all of us to say, am I holding on to fear as a gift or am I taking these gifts from God instead? And it's a really cool thing when you have this awareness because as soon as you're aware, you can have authority. And when you have authority, 
you can actually have things change. So it starts with awareness. So tonight, we got to be aware. Some of us, we've been thinking about very direct scenarios and situations in our own personal life. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Keela Craft Ambrose.